This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is February 28th, 2020. On this day in 1921, Italian anarchist Mario Buda was arrested in his village of Savignano during an anti-fascist protest. But little did the authorities know, they had apprehended the man suspected of a deadly bombing in New York City. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering the arrest of Mario Buda, a notorious and deadly anarchist. Let's go back to the afternoon of February 28, 1921, in Italy's Romagna region. The rise of the fascists had sent waves throughout Italy. The movement's leader, Benito Mussolini, had gained massive support since he founded the party just two years before, in 1919. And his followers were vocal about their cause. On February 28, 1921, a group of them arrived in the small village of Savignano to put up posters advertising their politics. But not everyone had bought into Mussolini's strong-arm tactics. Upon learning of the fascists' presence, a contingent of local anti-fascists went to confront them. One of these anti-fascists was 36-year-old Mario Buda, who had recently returned to Savignano after spending the last few years in America. With his short stature, neat mustache, and receding hairline, Buddha hardly cut an imposing figure. But the man known as Nazone, or Big Nose, was far more dangerous than anyone in Savignano could imagine. He led his friends straight up to the fascists and boldly told them they weren't welcome. Immediately, a scuffle broke out. As the town constable tried to break up the fight, a gunshot rang out from the crowd and hit the lawman, fatally wounding him. Once the chaos subsided, 16 people were arrested, including Mario Buda. Although he was suspected of firing the shot that killed the constable, he was eventually released due to lack of evidence. But had the Italian authorities known who they were holding, they might not have let him go so easily. Born in Savignano in 1884, Buddha immigrated to the United States in 1907. After a brief return to Italy, he settled in the Boston suburb of Roxbury in 1913, where he became involved with an Italian anarchist society headed by Luigi Galliani. 
As a champion of the many working-class Italians who toiled in America's factories, Galeani wanted to dismantle the entire capitalist system, and he was willing to do it by any means necessary. Buddha became one of Galeani's most devoted disciples. He gave every spare moment to the anarchist cause and made friends with men who did the same. While supporting a strike in 1913, he met a fellow anarchist named Nicola Sacco. Three years later, he bonded with another one of Galeani's followers, Bartolomeo Vanzetti. Together, the three men would wreak untold havoc for their cause. In 1916, Buddha and his fellow anarchists were vocal critics of the U.S.'s imminent entry into World War I. But for them, simply protesting in the streets wasn't enough. If America wanted violence, they would happily provide it. On July 22, 1916, the country celebrated Preparedness Day, which marked the buildup of military forces. But those attending the parade in San Francisco were about to get a taste of the chaos across the ocean. A bomb went off in the middle of the event, killing 10 and injuring 40 more. Buddha was one of the main suspects, but the police weren't able to find enough evidence to arrest him. He was free to keep pursuing his own violent justice. Coming up, Mario Buddha wreaks further havoc. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On July 22, 1916, Mario Buddha was suspected of setting off a bomb in San Francisco that killed 10 people. There wasn't enough evidence to arrest him for it. But Buddha was about to create plenty more opportunities for the police to catch him. He refused to stay quiet as the American war machine came to life. In December 1916, Buddha and nine others were arrested for starting an anti-war riot in Boston. He spent the next five months in prison. But it wasn't for his role in the demonstration. It was for refusing to take an oath on the Bible. In November 1917, an Italian evangelical leader held a protest outside the anarchist headquarters in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Buddha and his fellow anarchists took exception and a riot broke out. 
In the ensuing scuffle, the police fatally wounded two anarchists and arrested 11 more. Apparently, the Italian anarchists weren't above retaliating against their own. On November 24th, a janitor discovered a bomb in the Italian evangelical church's basement. He took it to the local police precinct, where it exploded, killing nine officers and a woman filing a report. Once again, the police suspected Buddha had made the bomb, but if he did, he was skilled at covering his tracks. He was never arrested concerning the incident. Still, the American government wasn't content to stand by and watch as innocent citizens were killed. It found its own nefarious way to fight back. On October 16, 1918, the new Immigration Act was passed. It allowed the police to arrest and deport any foreigner who preached, taught, or spread by any means ideas contrary to the established order. Practically speaking, the act made it very easy to put someone in custody. Starting in February 1919, J. Edgar Hoover and the Bureau of Investigations rounded up over 10,000 terror suspects. Many were Italian or Jews from Eastern Europe. In some cases, federal agents arrested people for simply visiting someone in jail. But somehow, Mario Buda avoided this wave of incarcerations and subsequent deportations, along with his comrades Nicola Sacco and Bartolomeo Vanzetti. He kept plotting new ways to violently spread his anarchist message. However, their plotting hit a snag when Sacco and Vanzetti were arrested in June 1920 for robbing and killing two employees of the Slater and Morrill Shoe Company. Buddha was questioned, although he avoided arrest in typical fashion. Three months later, on September 11th, Sacco and Vanzetti were officially indicted for the murders. And Buddha was not pleased. He was determined to retaliate in honor of the best friends he had in America. On September 16th, a horse-drawn wagon bounced along New York City's Wall Street, coming to a stop opposite the J.P. Morgan building. For the office workers filing out to grab their lunch, it must have been an odd sight amongst the country's biggest financial institutions. But before anyone had time to consider how out of place the cart was, it blew up. The ensuing explosion killed 38 people. Hundreds more were wounded. It was the deadliest domestic terror attack until the Oklahoma City bombings in 1995. And the culprit was never identified. But today, it's generally agreed that the perpetrator was Mario Buda. Even at the time, the police had Buda in their sights, but he was one step ahead of them. Before they could bring him in, he got a fake passport and returned to Italy. Back in his home country, Buda did have a few run-ins with the law, 
like when he got arrested leading the anti-fascist charge in 1921, he also eventually spent a few years in jail for resisting Mussolini's rule. Some habits die hard, but overall he lived a quiet existence. And when he died on June 1, 1963, at 78 years old, he was a free man. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more information on the Wall Street bombing, check out our Unsolved Murders episode on the subject. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram, at ParCast, and Twitter, at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Brian Golub, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Alex Benedon, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 